I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. Today's episode is all about getting kids into the kitchen. I know many parents are at home with kids right now, trying to keep them entertained and keep their minds active. Cooking is definitely an activity that can tick all those boxes and set them up with life skills that will serve them well into the future. I chat with Jessica Brader from the blog, The Scramble. Jessica is a certified health coach and the mother of two active and playful boys. As the CEO of The Scramble, she fulfills her passion for food and her love for working with parents and children to build healthy and happy families by helping them to get quick, easy, and delicious meals on the table every night. She believes that food is one of the most powerful tools for building connections and that it should be savored, enjoyed, and shared rather than restricted, avoided, or argued over. Jessica shares her tips for how to get kids involved in the kitchen, age-appropriate tasks, and how to make the process less stressful, especially for the parents. <laughs> this week's recipe of the week is my shredded Mexican beef. It's Cinco de Mayo this week, so it's the perfect time to give this slow-cooked tender beef a go. Fun fact, my husband actually proposed to me on Cinco de Mayo, so the day holds a special place in my heart. Serve this flavorful beef in tacos, enchiladas, burrito bowls. There's actually just so many ways that you can use this. Oh, and make sure that you make a big batch because this is one recipe that tastes even better the next day. Get the recipe along with all the links we discussed in today's episode at cookitrealgood.com slash 45. Now let's dive in. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the Cook It Real Good podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat today. Before we get into today's topic, can I ask you, what is your signature dish? Sure. So I would say that my signature dish is baked chimichangas. Um, And I love them because whatever I've got left in my fridge at the end of the week, I can put into them. So I'll just combine my leftover roasted veggies or, you know, cooked meats, chop them up, throw in some beans, some spices, some cheese, and roll them in tortillas and bake them. And um, I give them to friends when they have babies or when they're sick. And I give them to teachers as a thank you gift at the end of the year. And everyone just loves them. Oh, I've never made chimichangas, but now I'm really interested to try these. And is that a recipe on your blog? It is. Yep. Oh, I like that you can use up what you have left at the end of the week because yeah, I always seem to have (laughs) containers and containers full of half eaten (laughs) leftovers that I don't know what to do with. Right. Those bits and pieces that you don't want to waste all of a sudden become a whole new meal. Mm, All right. Well, I'll link that in the show notes and I'm definitely going to have to try that. Awesome. Now, today we're going to chat about getting kids into the kitchen. Now, at the moment, we have a lot of parents who are at home with their, with their children <laughs> with uh, not a lot of options to get outside, which is okay. We're fine. We're doing okay. But um, yeah, I know that I think when outside of 
what schools are providing in terms of lessons and information for to keep kids occupied. I think parents are kind of looking for other ways to to entertain them, but also to get them, you know, helping around the house and playing a part as well. So I think that cooking is one of those awesome things that kids can get involved in, but it can often be a little daunting at the start. So I'm looking forward to your tips to help all the parents out. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that I think about a lot when I talk about this topic and is that I started cooking with my kids when they were really, really little, they were about 18 months when I started cooking with them. Um, but I personally didn't really start cooking until I was much, much older. And um, one of the things that I am so grateful to my mother for is that she just let me have free reign of the kitchen once I decided I was interested and she was able to just let go and, you know, be comfortable with the mess and all of that. And I am not like that at all. I, I'm a bit of a control freak. And so I really had to learn how to let go of a lot of those fears that parents do have about bringing their kids into the kitchen. And um, so I really, I understand why it can feel so hard, but I have to tell you, my, my kids are now nine and 11 and they both are able to cook entire meals by themselves. Um, and our plan is that by the time they enter high school, they'll be cooking one meal a week each so that I don't have to cook those meals anymore. So it really is worth the investment if you can get over that, that fear factor. I love that thinking. <laughs> I um, I have a friend uh, who has a daughter who took a real interest in cooking and then she ended up, yeah, being the main cook in their house. I'm like, that is the dream. <laughs> Someone to take any of the cooking responsibilities away. I would love that. <laughs> exactly. And I love to cook, but even still every single night, you know, coming up with ideas, it's really nice to have someone else who can be inspired. Definitely. Well, let's start with why should we invite kids into the kitchen? So, you know, it's not just to give us a break, <laughs> even though that's nice. Uh, and of, of, oftentimes when you're starting, it's not really a nice break anyway. But <laughs> why should we invite them? You know, what, what life skills are we teaching them? Yeah. So it really is about life skills. That's the perfect way to put it. Um, so my, before I became a sort of food blogger, I was a health and cooking coach and I worked with families one-on-one who were trying to to start eating more healthfully. And what I found over and over again is that there are so many people who never learned how to cook. No one ever taught them. And so the kitchen became this scary and daunting place that they just wanted to avoid. Um, and what I realized is that if we really get back to teaching kids how to cook, what we're doing is we're giving them a gift that's going to last them a lifetime. They will be able to feed themselves. They will be able to impress, you know, their potential significant others one day. Um, they will be able to, you know, go into the kitchen and open that refrigerator door and see what ingredients they have knocking around and be able to create something with it. Um, so those life skills are really, really important. Um, but also for kids, it's, it's a wonderful way to build confidence. So, Kids really love to be able to start and end a project in a finite amount of time and really see what they are capable of. And by inviting them into the kitchen and teaching them how to, you know, chop vegetables or 
measure ingredients. They're learning these skills, but they're also developing confidence that they can go into the kitchen and create these things themselves, but also that you trust them and that you have faith in their abilities to do these things. Um, And then the other reason that I'm so passionate about this is that when kids, research shows that when kids cook the foods and help to prepare them, they're much more likely to try those foods, but they're also much more likely to have positive associations with food. And the more that we can build those positive relationships with food in childhood, the better our chances are that our kids won't grow up to have some of those you know, nasty food issues that so many of us do struggle with or have struggled with in the past. Um, so having that direct connection with food can really help you to overcome those um, issues with food and, and hopefully for our kids to never even have to face them at all. I love that. There's so many good reasons, I guess, to get them involved and that yeah. positive relationship with food is a big one. Um, yes. You know, you want, I've, I've spoken to people who've mentioned before about um, even like trying to get kids to get involved with eating vegetables and things like that, which is something that is, I guess a big pain point for parents (laughs) and they talk about um, like letting their kids pick a veggie at the supermarket to try, like you go and have a look and find one and then just have having that ability and that control, I guess, over "Hmm, this looks, this looks interesting. Let's, let's find out how to prepare this and make it. They're more interested in giving it a go. And I think that's so true. Like if you've had a a chance to be involved in the process, um, cooking it, preparing it, of course, at the end, you're going to want to give it a go. Exactly. And the other part of it is for, for kids who are more selective or picky, a lot of it is about the unknown and fear. And so if we have them in the kitchen with us, touching the food and smelling it, you know, getting to know that spinach before it goes into their mouths, they're, like you said, they're much more likely to try it because that fear factor is reduced. So yes, absolutely. Getting them engaged is really going to make all of that so much easier. Now, we sort of talked about this earlier, but obviously some parents do find having kids in the kitchen quite stressful. And you mentioned (laughs) that you've felt some of those stresses yourself. What are some tips for making this less so? Yeah. So um, there are a couple things. So one of the things that I think that parents often are stressed about is the mess. And Mm -hmm. as, as I mentioned, that's something that can stress me out as well. Um, And what I have sort of tried to do with my own kids and what I advise other people to remember is that the mess is not permanent. (laughs) It will get cleaned up. Um, And so one way to think about is to see it as an opportunity to um, teach about the life skill of cooking, but also to teach the life skill of cleaning up after yourself. So um, when I have the kids in the kitchen with me, they're, you know, mixing and they're, they're stirring and they're chopping, but they're also washing dishes and learning how to load the dishwasher and all of those important life skills. And I have also actually honestly found that kids love to wash dishes. They love to play with water and it's a great opportunity to teach them a really yet another skill. Um, So while the mess may be there, it will get cleaned up and in cleaning it up together, you're actually teaching them a secondary skill. So it's, it's kind of an added bonus. 
Um, so true. Yeah, it is. And you're right. Like, even though it might look like um, a pigsty for for an hour, (laughs) it can definitely get cleaned up. And I like that idea of of getting them involved in cleaning it too, because I know um, some of us, like I'm one of them who is like, I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to the kitchen. I'm like, everyone get out. I'm going to clean it my way. But even that giving them some control over having a go at cleaning it up and knowing the importance of cleaning up after yourself is a really good life skill to learn. Absolutely. And, and the other one is, you know, I, one of my memories is when my kids were really little and we were baking cookies together and, you know, half a cup of flour went flying everywhere. And I thought, oh no, how am I ever going to clean this up? And then I pulled out the vacuum cleaner to start vacuuming the floor because a a broom was not going to cut it. And they looked at the vacuum and they said, can we do that? And they were so excited to get to use the vacuum cleaner that I just stood back and watched them vacuum. And it was this wonderful moment of, you know, okay, so this wasn't the end of the world. It will be okay. And in fact, they're having fun doing a chore that I would think is tedious. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Feel free to clean as much as you want kids. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So true. Another thing that I think um, parents can struggle with as well, and this is sort of what I just touched on then is the letting go and letting them have a go because (laughs) you, you might be very particular about how you do things or even like, it's just daunting to especially if you're um, you know, letting them go near hot things for the first time or hold a knife. How do you sort of overcome those fears? Yeah. So, and this is a challenging one for sure, but what I um, recommend for people is we need to figure out a way to get out of the way, out of their way. So teach the skill that you need to teach. So, you know, if we're talking about knife skills, for example, help them model what it is you want them to do. So curling their fingers in like a claw to protect their the tips of their fingers or holding the knife properly so they have control um, and doing it with them at first with your hand on their hand um, is really, really great. But then once you see that they have those motor skills um, ready to go, then you need to step back and just let them try. And, and I don't mean step back 15 feet. I mean, step back two feet at first, but really let them do it. And again, that goes back to the confidence idea that you have to show them that you trust them so that they feel welcome and excited about cooking. Um, but it also gives them that sense of independence that they can do it and that they can believe in themselves. Um, with the with the stove, it's sort of the same thing. Let them teach them how to use a pot holder, teach them how to, you know, flip a pancake is one of the first skills that I taught my kids at the stove. And it allows them to see that they can do something and see that you trust them. Um, but also giving them the structure so that they know that they are safe and you know that they are safe at the same time but we really do have to give that space um, so that they can actually try it. That's such a good point. I, uh, I think that even we can relate that without being kids or the kitchen. Like you just even think about in your own life when you're being taught something like I'm, I'm a doer, like I'll learn through doing, not necessarily sitting there and watching. So if I have a chance to have a go, 
immediately I feel more confident just because I'm able to yeah, put myself in that situation and actually apply what I've already learned. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you think about any culinary class you've ever taken, you were standing at that cutting board, learning those knife skills or whatever. And that's how it really gets ingrained in you. And so we have to do that for our kids as well. And it's also the repetition. Like you can't just do something once and then never do it again. Like, <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And what do we do? I guess this is, this is always a hard one in correcting behaviors or, <laughs> or uh, even stopping some behaviors in the kitchen. How do we handle that? Because, you know, you don't want to criticize, I guess, but... <laughs> Right. Absolutely. So I think um, the trick there is uh, one of the things that I've talked about with my kids is that the kitchen is not a place to goof around um, unless, you know, everything's in the oven and we're just cleaning and being silly and dancing or something while we're doing that. But when there are knives, when there are hot things, it's a place to be, to keep safety in mind. And so I'm very firm and clear with my kids about what is safe and what is not safe. But then other than that, I let them, I trust them to do what's right. And so I try very hard not to criticize. Um, Mistakes are going to happen and they will know when they've made a mistake and that will be upsetting to them. So instead of piling on to what's an already upsetting situation, um, I think it's a really great opportunity to teach resiliency and to teach um, creative thinking and problem solving. So for instance, um, when I was first learning how to cook, I my mom uh, said that I could cook um, some chocolate chip cookies. And so I made a batch of chocolate chip cookies and I used one tablespoon of baking soda instead of one teaspoon. And um, I, I was so excited about my first batch of cookies and I watched as they rose and rose and rose and rose and then they just flattened and were absolutely inedible. They were disgusting. Um, But instead of my mom piling on and saying, you know, this is what you did wrong. She took a step back and said, so what do you think you did wrong? And in that moment, it took away the shame. And instead it allowed me to problem solve and think about what did I need to learn from this moment to do differently. And I try to do that with my kids too. So if they, you know, if something boils over on the stove or if they mismeasure something, then we pull out our math skills and start thinking about, all right, what do we need to do to fix this recipe now? Um, And helping them to sort of realize the mistake and then figure out how to fix it or not repeat it the next time is really the key rather than, you know, screaming at them that they did it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And you're right that sometimes letting the mistake happen. I mean, it's not really the end of the world if a batch of cookies didn't work out, Um, but the learning curve there is seeing what happens when you have too much baking soda. And then that even turns (laughs) into a bit of a science lesson, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So what about, I guess, if parents maybe haven't invited their kids into the kitchen before, what are some some tasks that they can get them to start off with? So you mentioned about like the stove, you could start yeah. maybe flipping a pan yeah. or something or maybe chopping vegetables. What are some, what are some easy, I guess, entry level things we could start getting them involved with? Sure. So um, when you've got 
really little, little. So, you know, two, three, four-year-olds. Some of the things that I recommend are having your kids, um, you know, tear up the lettuce or the greens that are going to go into a salad or um, using a butter knife rather than a sharp knife to learn how to start chopping something like a cucumber that's softer and can can be chopped up with a butter knife, um, mixing ingredients, you know, stirring in a big bowl. So those are really great activities for a toddler. And then as they get a little bit older, um, learning how to measure things properly, then using a paring knife to chop up something like um, a bell pepper or, um, again, cucumbers are really great for learning how to first um, chop vegetables. And then at around age six or so, that's when I started teaching my kids about safety at the stove. And, um, you know, flipping pancakes was the first one. Um, Other things that they learned how to master early on were using a toaster oven. Um, So building their own little mini pizzas on some French bread or a tortilla or something like that, and then putting it into the toaster oven so that they could... I find that the toaster oven is a great way to teach about heat because it's small like they are. So they can, you know, pull that tray out with a pot holder without it being too heavy or unwieldy. Um, so those are some really great ways to serve, get them started early on. And, um, and then the other is how to use a food processor um, because they are such, it's such a useful tool in the kitchen. And the sooner they get comfortable with it, the sooner they'll be able to really maximize the uses of it. Um, so teaching them how to handle those sharp blades and things like that early on, I think is, is really worthwhile. There's some great way, great ways to get them started. Absolutely. I, um, I was also thinking just then about what about parents who have maybe mastered some of the simpler things um, and have found their kids just aren't really that interested in getting in the kitchen anymore. What could we suggest for them? Yeah. So that's one of the things I really like to talk about with parents is invite your kids into the kitchen, but every time you do give them just a little bit more to do. So it's always a little bit of a challenge. So once they've mastered that, you know, flipping of a pancake, then maybe it's moving on to a grilled cheese sandwich, which is harder to flip because there are those two pieces, or maybe it's learning how to um, first, how to scramble an egg and then how to poach an egg. Um, So that you're just taking those skills and, and raising them up a notch. Um, So, you know, like the toaster oven, and then once they've mastered that, then maybe it's putting a full tray of cookies into the oven. Um, But just, you know, inching it up every single time so that they gain more and more confidence. Um, And then I would say by the age of, you know, nine or 10, there, most kids, once they've had enough practice can really make a meal for the from start to finish on their own. Um, And some great options for that are um, pasta dishes, like a skillet tomato sauce or something like that is a a really great way because they've got lots of chopping that they have to do, um, but it's not too overwhelming. Um, And then another one that my kids really, really, really loved is um, to to make... um, French toast. Um, and then 
on the side to do like the full meal. So do to do French toast and then to also prepare, you know, some sliced oranges and some sausage or some bacon so that they created the whole meal themselves. And they found that to be a really satisfying experience. I like that. And it, and breakfast food is kind of like an easy one to get started with, I think, yeah. because um, usually it is just those like those simple elements. Like, you know, if you're talking about a dinner, you might be having side dishes as well as the entree, uh, the main or, you know, going right. through all those things. Whereas like a breakfast, you're right. You can make something like, yeah, French toast, heat up, a, yeah. <laughs> heat up some, make some toast, cut up some fruit and you might be, yeah, really, really yeah. on your way to having like a full breakfast that they can go. I made all of this. Exactly. Exactly. I think this really resonates with me a lot because I, I didn't really get in the kitchen when I was a kid and, you know, I don't fault my parents for it. I'm sure that (laughs) I probably was reluctant to get in there as well. And I know that they were both busy, you know, they worked full time, but I regret it because I found my love for cooking much later in life. And now obviously I love it so much. I have a food blog, but I wish that I was able to have honed those skills when I was younger and that I was able to learn those things in an easier way because having someone there to show you how to make an egg or how to cook a steak, whatever it might be, that is invaluable because there's only so much you can learn from the food network by watching and not having someone like standing right next to you to teach you how to do it. So yes. If you've ever thought that maybe it's not worth it, please believe me, it so is you. (laughs) Regardless of if your child will become a chef at the end of it or if they will just be able to look after themselves. Like nutrition is such a big thing. In my early 20s, when I didn't know how to look after myself, you know, I I ate terribly because I didn't know how to cook properly. (laughs) I know. I think back to what I used to make or, you know, how I used to feed myself and it's just... It's a little bit of a miracle. I'm still alive, you know? <laughs> but, but it's it's really true that um, that and and I have friends who whose parents really spent a lot of time in the kitchen with them when they were young, and they always somehow knew how to cook. and And I knew some sort of very specialized dishes, but I didn't know the sort of general comfort in the kitchen until I was, you know, in my mid twenties. And um, and I I really hope that my kids will have a different experience from that. Um, and I hope that other kids will too. Absolutely. Do you have any last minute tips that we haven't covered off yet for any parents getting cooking in the kitchen with their kids? Um, so for the parents of really little, little kids, one of the first things that I did with my kids that I think was really helpful, not only in terms of getting them interested in cooking, but also in um, expanding their palates was, you know, at, at the age of 18 months or two years, they want to be with you all the time. And so I would invite them into the kitchen with me and I would have them stand on, you know, their little stool. And as I was measuring out spices, um, we would play what we call the spice game. And I would put a little bit of each spice into their hand, into the palm of their hand and let them sniff it. And if it was something that was, going to be a positive experience, I would encourage them to lick it. And, um, and just by interacting with the spices that way, they started to understand the different kinds of flavor. And it was 
a really fun way to get them engaged in the kitchen before they could even pour or stir or anything like that. Um, so I really encourage parents of little kids to do that. And then I guess I would just say, you know, the more you cook with your kids, um, the better your chances of getting to have those breaks in just a few years that will be so worth it in the long run. Absolutely. And I, I love that spice idea. That's a, such an important one. I think that um, I always give the example of my husband is very spice adverse because he grew up eating a lot of bland food. I love you, my mother-in-law, but she'll agree. <laughs> and so interacting with those things from an early age is actually so important to not just like understanding cooking, but expanding your palate and being open to eating so much, so many different foods. So I'm fully on board with that. Exactly. And and I have one child who, who used to be very, very picky. And what we actually found was that he liked bigger flavors. And so when we started putting spices out on the table and letting him spice his own food, we were blown away by how much he would use, but then he'd eat everything. And so, um, you know, encouraging them to in, engage with those flavors can really pay off in the long run. So true. Well, Jessica, would you mind letting my listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I can be found at thescramble.com. And, um, and then on all social media channels, I'm also The Scramble. Thank you so much for sharing those tips with me today. That was awesome. I, I know that a lot of parents out there will find these tips really helpful and encouraging. It's, it's not going to be perfect, but at least I we can get started. It won't, be. <laughs> it won't be perfect, but it will, it will be worth it for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I so enjoyed hearing Jessica's tips and I'm sure many parents out there were excited by the prospect of having the kids make a meal for them so that they can have a night off cooking. I really do think it's so important to teach our kids the kitchen basics that will serve them for life. And now that we're all at home, it's the perfect time to start. For all the links we discussed in today's episode, head to cookitrealgood.com slash 45. That's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook. Cook it real good. Bye. Bye.